You're listening to Roll for Damage, the Lost Legends arc. Last time on Roll for Damage, our heroes witnessed the unmaking of the social hierarchy of Branded Alder. As the mob of protesting citizens gathered around the great pillars of the city, a misunderstanding led to the Great Mountain crushing the city. This event gained Big Boots the favor of his patron deity, Shathos, goddess of chaos. Our heroes escaped the destruction and traveled to the hamlet of Bluebank, where Kalanon met with Elder Oakcrest, a member of his order, and started to unravel a mysterious plot. All right, welcome back, everyone. How are we all feeling? Really, really good. Feeling pretty good. Pretty swell, my dude. Mm-hmm. Are you flantastic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, just, uh, just a little shout-out to uh, Magna, my wife, Kendra, loves your mm-hmm that you do all the time. Okay. <laughs> Man, Magna's just... I've got, I've got no comment for that, a, but... Mm, okay. He's a mm-hmm. chick magnet. Mm-hmm. We heard a mysterious scream out outside. Yes. Who would want to go investigate? Big Boots is going to continue to drink in the inn. We're in an inn, right? We're in like a bar? Yeah, it's like a like an inn, tavern, bar type of deal. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to... Big Boots is going to stay at the bar and just drink his ale. Okie doke. Uh, Callie would get up to investigate from that. I'll, I'll follow behind Callie. All right. What is Magna doing? Probably going to just stay with Big Boots. Okay, <laughs> Make sure he doesn't get into trouble. <laughs> totally. You're on babysitting duty. After all, he did bring a mountain down on top of, a bit of an entire city, so he's just going to make sure he stays out of trouble. You know, that's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to leave a bard in a bar by himself. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? He's drinking at the bar. What's the worst that could happen? Exactly. <laughs> Heading outside, I need Theron and Kalanon to roll investigation. Nine. Eleven. So, Kalanon, you did a little better. Um, you would be able to tell the approximate direction of where the scream came from. Uh, you do notice that it kind of throws off, you know, some of the, the singing and stuff that was happening through the night here with the uh, happy-go-lucky citizens of, of Blue Bank. There seems to be some discord, kind of like earlier. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, so somebody's out of, out of... Okay, they're out of sync. Okay, got it. What direction is it coming from? It's coming from a, a storage shed behind storage one shed. of the shops. Oh, yeah, that's not conspicuous at all. Theron, it's, did you hear that? I, I heard it, but I couldn't tell where it was from. I think it's over there by that shed. Should we go check it out? I mean, yes, but I'm just... I think the singing's off a little bit, too. Well, that that's fine. Uh, well, uh, I don't know what happened last time. I don't want that to happen again. I, uh, I'd rather not hear the singing regardless. But they're, they're doing their best. Okay. Their best isn't good enough. 
Now let's go over to that shed you said. Yeah. Um, Simon Cowell over here, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, Dad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My father's a good man. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we're going to make our way over to this shed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, uh, a padlock. I guess not like a padlock per se, uh, but there's like a locking mechanism on the door with a key required. Theron, go ahead and roll sleight of hand. Absolutely. 23. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it pops right open. And in fact, as you go to pop open the door, uh, you see a couple of the halflings that were inside kind of shuffling their way out one behind the other in like a like a line. And they're all singing and contented and happy. And they look up at you with their big dumb eyes. Does and everyone I... have dumb eyes and dumb tears? <laughs> oh, you'll see. <laughs> Yet to be revealed. So anyway, they, they are coming out happy as can be. Kalana, you are at this point. You're absolutely certain that the scream came from inside this storage shed, but all the people that shuffle out uh, seem to be contented. That was weird. That's a that's a little odd. Do we notice anything about like the look of the halflings that came out? They look a little disheveled. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there some sort of discordance in their voice? Like, as far as the singing is concerned, like were they off key and they like were shoved in here because they were off key? Uh, roll another investigation. That is a natural 20. No shit. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. It, uh, it would seem to be that way. Yeah, mm, that okay. um, discordant voice, maybe the scream, uh, was in here, and now they have restored harmony. In a, oh, wow, in a sense. One of them would look up at you both and say, Greetings, big folk. How can we be of service to you? Why were you in the shed? Well, uh... And he, uh, you see his eyes kind of glaze over. And he just kind of stares off at, like, part of your armor. And then he kind of comes back and he's like, Well, back to singing! Huh. And they begin their tune again. Renewed. Rejuvenated. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna want to go take a look inside the shed. Sure. Then. Um, yeah, so as you go inside, you can see that there are several wooden crates. Each one probably about, like, three foot by three foot by three foot. Uh, some of them have like dried meats, others have nails and hammers and other like utility stuff. There's a few barrels of salt and uh, you guys would see some rope that has been tied into like little, not like a noose, but that same kind of knot kind of discarded off on the floor, um, as well as two vials that are both empty. Like completely empty or is there like little droppings left in them? High or low? High. Completely empty. All right. Um, regardless, I want to pick up the vials and put them in my, my bag. Sure. I think I'll take a more thorough search of the scene. Um, I'll just roll an investigation. That's a 10. 10? Mm-hmm. Very Me. thorough. Yeah. It's, it's... <laughs> well, would you look at that? Would you just look at it? I'll tell you what, just give, just give me the cliff notes. <laughs> that, that's what I rolled. Yeah, the ropes look like they are small enough and well tied enough that they could be used to bind a halfling. Yeah. All right. Maybe if I can surmise this, one halfling was tied up, possibly at some point in time. That's what you could surmise, yes. Well, judging from this scene here, it looks like one halfling was tied up at some point. (laughs) Wow, I couldn't figure that out. I was just so over here just amazed at the whole scene. I was just... Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Really looking over the scene thoroughly. Kelly Very just thoroughly. Saw the ropes in his head, like flashbacks to like bondage yeah. stuff. 
the real reason he left his temple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. And I wouldn't have seen, like, any rope marks on any of the halflings that came out. Not on the halflings that came out. Okay. The, to be fair, though, they are all, you know, like, wearing long sleeves, long okay, pants, yeah. that kind of thing. Like a big That's... belt with a giant right. buckle. I've got nothing else here that I can figure out, so... I mean, I think I have a rough idea of what's going on, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything, and I haven't rolled for anything, so like, I kind of think I know what happened here. All right, you're getting the inkling. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, at the bar, barkeep halfling, um, he's got some pretty good stubble going on, uh, shaven head. Uh, he comes up and grabs you each a pint of ale and kind of sets it down. It's like frothing over the side, getting a little on the uh, on the bar. I'll take a table. I'll take three more. Three more, sir. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long day. Well, it seems to me that no day is longer than any other. But as long as this old thing keeps beating, and he thumps his chest right where his little halfling heart is, says, then we know that everything's going to be okay. You think that. You really think that. I know and it. And he's just going to, like, just really, like, try to chug the pint, but he's a little boy. He's not a little, he's, he's a full grown man, but a small gnome and he's like going to get like a quarter of the way through. He's like, ah, ah, all right. He's going to keep working on it. It's like, geez, kids, your parents gone for the weekend. Just kind of like looks at him side, side eyed. I was corner of his eye. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you say, Magna, you would notice that he has not asked for payment for the drinks. He just kind of sets them in front of you and then tries to make a little bit of banter. And then he's like, oh, I guess they're not having it then. And he goes off with like his rag that he keeps over his shoulder and uh, goes to clean some tables. Hmm. Um, did you ever say how much these are going to cost for us, Big Boots? Uh, he finishes that one and just grabs the next one and starts drinking. Ah, okay. Um, Magna really doesn't know what else to do with this situation. He already had to deal with the, he already had to deal with the last one, and that just ended up being really really awkward <laughs> for him. So he's probably just gonna move on. Be more concerned about what's up with big boots. So I say you would notice he's got like deep brooding shoulders for a gnome. He's just kind of off his whole countenance. So um, what's on your mind, big boots? Oh, you know, I just uh killed nine thousand people. How's your day? I mean, we were you weren't alone. We all we all participated. So we're you killed nine thousand people. I mean, we we were all a part of it. So you know. So like you killed like forty five hundred. At least a quarter. <laughs> I mean, there's four of us in a group. Anyone know? Anyways, twenty one hundred each. <laughs> 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 I, I'm gonna guess you're not socially capable to handle the situation I'm offering you right no, now. No, I. You know, I thought I had this under control. I thought I could be helpful, and then I just realized, you know what? Oh, I'm kind of thirsty. And he's just going to take a drink of (laughs) of the ale that was given to him. Yeah, I mean, it's frothy goodness. It definitely lives up to the reputation. Blue Bank is known for its ale. Hmm. I pass one of the beers over to Magna. I'm like, all right, just drink, boy. All right, I'll I'll take it. At this point, a couple of halflings would come up and kind of, like halfling children, like quarterlings or eighthlings would come up <laughs> and uh, tug on your robes for both of you. They just could look, up, look at you with these big, dumb, curious eyes. And they're just like, excuse me, sir. 
Sir? Yes, child? Have you seen my mummy? Why are you in a bar? You're a child. Uh, the liquor law has not been put into place yet, sir. Oh, shit. I give him the other beer. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if you ever seen Tropic Thunder, where Tom Cruise has the Pepsi can in his hand? Kind of like Andre the, Andre the Giant with a beer in his hand? Yes. Uh, kind of like the inverse of that, where it's these little hands holding the big cup. Okay. And, uh, the one starts to drink it really slowly. He spits most of it out and then keeps drinking it. And the other looks up and he's like, Sir, please, I've not seen my mummy in, uh, 20 whole minutes. Was she in here with you? Yes. Well, no. I don't remember. Oh, okay. What's her name? Her name? Uh... Uh, the one that is, like, drinking the beer spits some of it out, and he says, Claudia! Claudia? Yes! Alright. Uh, alright, I'm just gonna start yelling Claudia. Claudia! Could you give us a description of what your mother looks like? Like, well, she's, uh... And he, like, reaches his hand all the way up, which is about two feet in the air. (laughs) Um, he's like, what about this tall? And she has curly brown hair and a big belt buckle. You notice that fits the description of, like, 30% of the people in here. Bartender. It's like, yes, sir. Do you know a Claudia? Do I know a Claudia? Yeah. Do I know a Claudia? He starts to scratch his bald head and kind of stroke his beard. Oh, yes, yes, Claudia, yes. Fine woman. You seen her? Tonight? Tonight? Within Uh, 20 minutes? Well, I, um, I, uh, you see his eyes kind of glaze over. Um, as he stares at the froth coming down the side of the, the child's beer, he eventually shakes himself awake after probably like 30 seconds of total zoning out. I just stare at him the entire time. He has, he doesn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when SpongeBob turns on the orb of confusion and he's just like, duh. <laughs> he eventually snaps too and he's like, shall I get you another drink? No, 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 we're not. No, you, who, you, who is this Claudia lady? Claudia, yes. I've never met her. She's a fine woman. Uh, can ah. I do a... Uh, what's the sense motive? Insight? Insight, yeah. I'm going to do an insight on, on the bartender just Excellent. to see if this is like complete ineptitude, stupidity, or if he's like dragging us along. Totally. Uh, t- unnatural 20. You get the feeling that something is afoot. Because he just, anytime you ask about Claudia, he just starts to zone out for anywhere from like a few seconds to like a full on 30 seconds of just silence. And you're just staring at something. Is, is the elder still in the bar? The uh, elder guy, what's his name? Elder Shortfoot? <laughs> he takes offense to that. No, it's uh, Elder Oakcrest. Is he still in the bar? He is missing, actually. He's left the bar. Okay. And I know uh, Dark and Light Boy left the bar. Yep. Did I would my back was probably to him. Hey, Magna, did you see if uh, uh, crest foot crest, uh, short foot? <laughs> did the did the old guy go with uh go with our party? Did they leave the bar with them? I wasn't paying that close attention. Hang on, did I notice? <laughs> uh, roll perception. Ten. Ten. No idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Can I roll an insight check on Magna to see if he's messed up by this whatever's going on sure nine nine he seems like his normal old magnanimous <laughs> self magna <All> right. 
It would have been really bad if you uh, gotten a nat 20 and like, there's your one nat 20 for the day. Yeah. On the, and check, like, on, check on your party member. <laughs> are the kids still staring at me or are they, are they zoned out now too? They're kind of zoned out as well. I'm going to grab the beer from the kid, finish it. And then I'm going to grab their hands and be like, all right, let's, let's go look for your mom. I'm going to like take them outside. I'm literally just going to go up to every person in the bar, ask them if they're Claudia. Excellent. As you would kind of lead them away towards the other patrons, a group of uh, halflings would walk into the bar, uh, single file, singing together. Shortly. And if I, just to recount, so everyone in the town is a halfling except the elder guy. Yes. Yep. Who is human? Uh, yeah, he'd, he'd be, he's a human. Yeah, one human amongst a bunch of halflings. Okay. You said a bunch of halflings walk into the bar yep. singing? Single file singing, and that turns the whole place into a song as well. Um, including the kids. They both run up to one of the females, female halflings, the half ladies, uh, in the line. And you would recognize her then by the description as Claudia. Okay. Um, Confused, well, that was easy. Yeah, we're gonna just going to walk up to her and then just like hand her her kids, like her hands from my hands into her hands. Totally. And be like, mission accomplished. And the kids are just Pulling like... Pulling a George Bush. <laughs> the kids are like totally happy. The one is hugging his mom around the neck. The other one says, that man gave me beer. Play cool, kid. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Very soon after, you guys would see... Theron and Kalanon, kind of... Are they singing? <laughs> no, I'm not singing. I mean, you could if you'd like to. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when in Rome, uh, they are outside. Is it the same song they're singing about. every time? Yeah, it's like on loop. Do you know what the words of the song are? Ra, 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 ra. <laughs> they're singing Lady Gaga. I'm just, imagining, <laughs> I'm just imagining Smurfs like, la, 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 sing happy song. That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. Was like, la, okay. la, 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 la. Okay. <laughs> just like rip your ears off. See, so, yeah, I was expecting yeah. more like a Whoville type situation. Oh, all right. Yeah, whatever Da Hoodoris means. Yeah. It's not a real language. Hey, hey, boys. Glad you're not singing. Yeah, me too. Why, why would we be? This place is weird. What's the deal with your elder boy there, Callie? Oh, uh, Elder Oakrest? Uh, well, oh, that's his name. I thought it was Shortfoot. Yeah, where did Shortfoot go? Where is he? He didn't go out with you when you go to check out the screaming? Uh, 10 insight. Did he go out with us? He did not. Okay. And then a uh, quick look at the bar perception check. Excellent. 21. 21. Yeah, he is nowhere to be found inside the bar. Uh, I thought he was here. No, um, I gave a kid liquor, and then he wasn't here. Again? You know, you gotta keep a tighter leash on me, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> that was Magna's job. I scared him away with <laughs> Magna just puts both hands up like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get the big sad? Yeah, Magna couldn't handle that. <laughs> Uh, walking down the alleyway and then down the street, you would see uh, Elder Oakcrest kind of going along in his big robe. Looks like he's getting ready for sleeping. Like oh. like he's like a, almost like a one-piece pajama slash... Like an Ebenezer Scrooge? Yeah, like an Ebenezer Scrooge type of deal. Yeah. Sleeping cap and all? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, he uh, he comes down and waves. It's Kalanon. Friends, well met. What? How goes it? It goes well. Are, are you leaving the, the bar now, or...? Oh, well, I just had to step out a bit and uh, slay the dragon, if you know what I mean. Had to go uh, bleed the lizard, if you catch my drift. Well, we've... I had to urinate. I would say we've killed a dragon recently, so this... Honestly, this, this tracks. 
Ah, yes. Did well, you wash quiet. your hands? He answers that after already patting you on the shoulder with his dirty, unwashed hands. Okay. <laughs> is, uh, what can I do for you? Do you require a living arrangement? I, I, can, I can get a room for you. They're more than accommodating here, these halflings. They're quite the young chaps. Why are they singing? Well, they're happy. They're, they're a happy lot. Were they singing like this before you moved here? Well, uh, that was quite some time ago. I, I, I can't say I remember, honestly. Can we do a... Can I do an insight check on that? Yes. 16. He uh, seems like... He's not a very good liar. Um, you get the feeling he is not telling the whole truth. Can I cast his own of truth on his ass? You could. Okay. Doesn't that affect everybody? It, it affects <laughs> everyone. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> but we get wisdom saves. DC DC twelve on the charisma check for zone of truth. Well, everyone has to make it. You're all in here. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. All, I, you're all in this. I rolled a nat one, so get ready to <laughs> learn anything you want to know about Theron tonight. <laughs> so he got a nine. Okay. Yeah. Oh. One. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> this would be fun oh, if we do it, I'm right? I'm not going to attempt to save on this. You're not even gonna, okay. Sharing do I have to do I have to save on myself too? Or? No, since you're the one casting it. Oh my yeah. god. I am <laughs> I am the the keeper of the of the truth here. All right. Um first off, so I I can tell they're all under effect, right? Yep. Magna, yep. do you love me? I find you rather annoying, but at the same time when you're gone, I kind of feel a little emptiness. Why the hell did I say that? Theron, do you love me? I hate to love you, and I love to hate you. What the f- <laughs> Alright, hey, uh, Oak Crest. Yes? What the fuck are you- what's going on here, bro? Well, I- uh, and he, like, visibly starts- his face kind of contorts as he's trying to not spill the beans. I tickle him. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yes. Roll athletics. <laughs> versus his acrobatics. <laughs> which he now- Frickin' ones. <laughs> All right, good, because I have a negative one to athletics. I rolled a 13. <laughs> <laughs> he has been tickled. Yeah, so he's just like, ah, oh, oh, God. Ah. Tell the truth. What okay, What are you doing okay. here? Well, these people, there, there was a plague. Ah, There was a plague? What What plague? A, a year ago or so, there, there was a plague, and they, uh, they, they, were, they were dying. And so I, I, I put some, something in the water to, to make them happy. Why? Uh, uh, he's like visibly, you can see like veins coming out in his forehead and he's like trying very hard not to, but he says, uh, yes, I, I, uh, is it, does it have brain control capabilities? Uh, yes. What did they, what did you put in there? Is there an antidote? At this point, he is going to run out of the zone of truth. Out of the radius, catch him, guys! I, I'm I'm little. I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna chase him. Yeah, right. I'll I'll follow up as well. Um, it, is he just? Did he just run short of it, or is he just like booking it? He's like booking it. Okay, like, that that's little, okay. Action, got it. it. Can I throw my hammer at him? You can. Okay. Um, go ahead and make that roll real quick. Seventeen. You know, yeah, that's gonna hit. <laughs> go ahead and roll damage. On. Uh, which, uh, D8. Uh, three that, That's plus... a D6 you just rolled. That is a D6. <laughs> Leave me alone! It's the one with eight sides on it. Thank you, Alec. Insightful as ever. 
Seven plus two is nine. That's a little better, yeah. So your hammer cracks him right in the back as he's making his runaway. You see a couple of vials fall out of his pocket of this kind of green liquid, it looks like. And he runs into the bar, and you hear him start to shout. And all of a sudden, the singing stops abruptly. Um, like this whole joyous chorus is happening, and then silence from the bar. I'm going to walk over and pick up one of the vials, since I was kind of already towards him. Just want to compare it to the vial I already... Empty vials I have. Identical. Okay, I'm going to keep the one vial in my bag for now, then. The, the full one. All right. Within okay. moments... Uh, you guys were... the Some of you guys were chasing him. Yeah. So you would be right outside the bar as he's booking it. And out of the bar, you would see about 24 halflings, each one with glazed over eyes, uh, looking at you out through the windows. And then as the door opens, you would see each of them armed with steak knives, <laughs> forks. One guy's got a torch that he's using as like a two-handed weapon. And they have this glazed over look. And behind them, standing tall as Elder Oakcrest with this look of like his face has gone totally white uh, with fear. And he says, bring them in. Stop them. Kill them if you must. All right. I'm going to, at this, I'm going to pull out my short sword and my hand axe. Blue bank. Cape billows. Let's fucking do this. These are innocent people still. They're just brain controlled. Mind controlled? Brain yeah. controlled? <laughs> you say, if anyone wants to roll uh, Arcana, that you know a little bit more about what's happening here with these vials and stuff. 21. <laughs> Uh, that be there's some magic right there <laughs> that is a robust five for me <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it alone and let big boots be the knowledgeable one here so big boots you've heard of a spell uh in your time as a barbarian they were terrified of it because it makes a person act not in their nature and it's called mass suggestion okay and so you get the feeling this is how this is like how they described it where you could suggest a group of people to act out of character, you know, and kind of kind of against their will. Would I know like the duration of the the effects? Uh, twenty four hours. So and it he, has to be recast. So I could probably conclude that he's continuously poisoning. Yes. The water source, probably. Yep. Yeah, the okay. well from earlier. Yeah, that would be the most likely source. Do I know if there's a, a counteract to it, or with the twenty one, just have to like quarantine them to make it wear off? So quarantining works. Um, a lot of times they'll also have like a safe word, so to speak, where it's like, if you guess the safe word, then Rumpelstiltskin kind of snap out of it. Is it you broccoli? Know? Rumpelstiltskin. Nothing happens. Dave. Blue bank. <laughs> Cape <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> All right. So I relay that boys there. There's a uh, mass suggestion at work here. It's uh, probably poison the well. It's a good band, by the way. Check them out. We probably either have to guess the safe word, maybe Spumoni. Or quarantine them, or stop the Crestwood Oak Crest. Maybe Spumoni. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to step forward a little bit after hearing that, and just um, Elder Oak Crest, stop this nonsense right now! What nonsense? I have saved these people. You they haven't can... saved them. So they don't. This isn't know. how you save people. They don't know hunger, they don't know fear, they don't know sorrow, they're happy, they're hopeful, they're productive. I have robbed them of all the negative emotions that us mortals must face but due to the gods. But it's all fake. Okay, God. Says, who cares if it's fake? They're happy. 
You just said robbed. There's no positive word. There's no positivity with robbed. And he takes a moment to consider. Oh, well, it's You're semantics. a thief. You're a thief in the night. Aren't you a man of God? Huh. Was. Before I was kicked out of the, the order. I tickle him again. He's behind a whole crowd of big, halflings. Big boots. Truth him Damn. again. Yeah, I guess I'll cast his own truth again. Burn my second second level spell. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if you'd be. But if uh, it works, we can. So you, so you know, you're not within fifteen feet yeah. of him. Ah, okay. I'm gonna throw my javelin at him. Okay. <laughs> He's like throwing all your weapons at him. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I picked up my hammer and don't. I never use my javelin, so I'm sure I can get it later. So uh, no, that's a two. Yeah, I, I two. Set plus three, five, six. Yeah, six is a miss. So he dodges out of the way and it sticks right into the wood behind the bar. And the barkeep hops up and says, Fancy anyone a drink? Father Oakcrest mm-hmm. would point his long nailed finger at you guys and say, Get them! Bring them in! Whoa, whoa, whoa. all right. Trial by combat. 1v1. No need to get these innocent people hurt. If you're a true man, you will fight one of us. If if one of us win, if the one who fights you wins, you give us the antidote or you leave this town alone. If you win, we will leave. Roll persuasion. 17. 17? 17. I think it's important you say and because you said or. And. Yeah, you were like, you need to either leave this town or give us the antidote. But if you win, you stay. I mean, the ore would still work, because if mm. he leaves the town, he's not poisoning them anymore 24 that is hours. true. He's got an amulet of Thebris kind of hanging around his neck underneath his pajama, and he uh, holds it tight and um, declines the offer. He says, you are in no place to bargain, big boots. Destroyer of Brandedalder, you want to talk to me about ruining people's lives? Ha! Big boots just kind of looks at the ground and just kind of like shrinks back and behind magna says i have made my victims happy i have made them feel i have filled their stomachs with ale and song at this theron's gonna get like kind of mad at him for being mean to big boots that's not fair and then he's gonna throw his hand axe at him he's like throwing a bunch of shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna throw a hand axe at him i realized i didn't have my bow out i had my hand axe and my short sword so i'm gonna throw the hand axe at him all right go ahead and roll it 25. All right, so his shield reaction isn't going to do jack. Um, <laughs> the axe hits him right in the shoulder, and he's like, ah! You know what? Scratch that. Don't bring them in. Kill them! Six damage. Six? Okay. And the what? halflings start moving towards you guys. Uh, What's funnier like... than 24? 25. <laughs> SpongeBob joke. I'm really sorry. It's like uh, that scene in The Mummy where all the people are like, Imhotep! Imhotep! <laughs> Except it's this roving band of of halflings in their <laughs> native environment set on their bloodlust. Roll initiative. Let's do this. Oh, yes. Ten. Ten for Magna. Big boots. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Theron. Twenty. Twenty. Excellent. And Kalanon. Eighteen. All right. Between Kalanon and Big boots, who has the higher dexterity modifier? Plus one. Uh, that'd be me. All right, so Kalanon, you'll go first in the order, and then, or not first in the order, but you'll go before Big Boots. Okay. Uh, so, Theron, you are first in the initiative round. Well, at this point, all I have on me is my, my short sword. What's the, uh, 
What's our layout looking like? I know you said like 20-some halflings with steak knives and stuff. Yep, 24 halflings with assorted cutlery. Um, as well as Father Oak, or uh, Father Elder Oakcrest, who is about 25 feet into the bar, standing by the, uh, the bar stools. Um, so the halflings are in between you guys. Uh, the barkeep is behind there, still offering ale to anyone that's interested, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> it would be about a five foot, five feet to go up the steps into the bar. The halflings are just kind of spread throughout the bar, like inside? Uh, they are crowded around the door. Okay. On the inside? or On, on the, the inside. Okay. Yep. yep. So you get up the steps, but then you run into a bunch of halflings. <sighs> They just have to be innocent people, don't they? We could just set the fucking bar on fire. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't solve all your problems by lighting them on fire, Alec. Well... I mean, it would, just not exactly how we would want it to be solved. <laughs> and how many how many halflings are coming at us right now? 24. Oh my goodness. Let's go ahead and put my sword away, pull my bow out, use my bonus action of Hunter's Mark and Mark What's-His-Face. The uh, elder shortfoot, um, and with that, I guess I'm gonna shoot him with my bow because I don't want to go running into a bunch of innocent lives there. Totally. Go ahead and roll it. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. That is gonna hit. Okay. And with that, I get to do a D eight plus a D six. I think. One sec. Isn't it a D six for Hunter's yeah. Mark? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there it is. Just looking for where I wrote it down. And then also with my Colossus Slayer, another D8. Oh, great. I rolled two ones on those. Okay, so it's going to be 14. Damage? Yeah. Yeah, your arrow sticks right into his chest. And he is uh, pretty badly wounded at this point with all the things you guys have thrown and shot at him. <laughs> Stop throwing things! <laughs> After Theron, we have Kalanon. Um, so I'm going to present my symbol of Thebris, and regardless of your intentions, this is wrong. How dare you involve these innocent people? And I'm going to cast Calm Emotions. All right. Which suppresses uh, effects of Frightened or Charm. Excellent. That's like so, good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, solid. What is that, Wisdom Save? That is, if I'm not mistaken, a Charisma Save. It is a Charisma Saving okay. Throw. Each humanoid, so are halflings humanoids? Um, we'll say yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not sure the exact ruling, but they're like human enough to. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I feel yeah. like any playable race are humanoid. That's true. Yeah, I think if it walks on two legs, it's humanoid. Yeah. yeah. So chickens are humanoid. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Diogenes. Um, so yeah, each humanoid within a 20 foot, uh, radius sphere of centered on a point of where I choose within the, uh, range, which is within 60 feet. So on the mass of, of them. All right. I'll just make one check one for check. the halflings. Right. It is a, th it's going to be a 13. Uh, the radius of the spell was, uh, it was 20 foot radius sphere. Okay. So 40 feet in total. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that would encompass every halfling in there. Yeah. As well as Elder Oakcrest. Okay. So when you go to present your holy symbol, Elder Oakcrest seems to shirk back in fear. Um, and the halflings are like just totally glossy eyed. A light shines from it. You guys would all see this light shine from it like a beacon. And when the light dims down, all the halflings are like rubbing their eyes and 
They're like, what? What am I doing with this knife? What's what? What? what what's happening here? What's what's going on? Where am I? The du- I say the duration is going to be for a minute, just a okay. quick interlude. Totally. Elder Oakcrest. He's got this arrow sticking out of him. He's like leaning on the bar, heaving uh, and panting for breath. He looks at you and you would see this look of fright on his face as he runs to the back of the bar. Um, it's like the, the back room, rather, the back room behind the bar. Okay. Like the kitchen area and pantry. All right. Well, uh, I've expended my uh, actions for this round. Totally. Any movement? Uh, I do have that. Um, so I can move forward, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the halflings are not going to put up a fight no. now that they're kind of like the shine is worn off. And uh, so you'd be able to like kind of make your way through, kind of like difficult terrain, uh, pushing your way through these little halflings that are all confused. All right, yeah. Um, and I'll make my way as as far as I can within the 30 feet that I have. Totally. Yeah, we'll say you get about halfway through the horde of halflings. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> uh, big boots. Oak Crest fled, right? He's in the, the pantry room in the back behind okay. the bar. Pretty much negated these 24 halflings. I'm just going to crawl, crawl up on Magnus' shoulder and just, like, hold my reaction. Just like, all right, we're gonna go where, I'm going to go wherever you go, bro. Solid. Good job, Callie. All right, after Big Boots, we had Magna. Magnus is going to go in full pursuit for him. All right, so, like, dash action full pursuit? Yeah. So that'll take your double move, so that'll get you to the door, like, at the back of the bar there. All right. Right in front of the door that he fled through. Gotcha. All right, and then we have Elder Oakcrest. So he is behind the bar, pantry, kitchen area. You guys would all at this point be able to hear him kind of muttering something under his breath. Oh, boy. Um, He's going to hold his action. uh, Arcana check? Spellcasting. Yeah. Uh, 17. 17. Uh, It does not sound like the words of a spell, more like the words of a prayer. Okay. Oh, Religion check. Okay. Religion. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so 15. He's praying to Thebris for guidance. Interesting. Okay. Theron. Um, uh, I'm just going to, you know, dash action into the bar, get as close to him as I can. Totally. So that would take you, you'd be right next to Magna there, right at the door. You would also be able to hear him praying to his God. Hi, Theron. Hello. Saying with the four of you there, we'll say, uh, you know, combat is effectively ended. As you go to the back kitchen pantry area, uh, you would see him sitting on a sack of potatoes, looking kind of just like broken. He's bleeding profusely out of his chest where the arrow struck. You get the feeling he's got a couple of cracked ribs by the way he moves from where the hammer struck. He's just kind of there and uncomfortable and kind of angrily praying to Thebris. I'm going to pick up my hand axe. Okay. Yeah, Magnus probably pulled his javelin out of the wall. <laughs> totally. <laughs> At this point. Take a little bit of effort, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, as Kalanon would enter, he just kind of looks at you and he says, Like, how have you kept to the path? There's so much darkness and evil in this world. Shouldn't we make people happy? Shouldn't we give them the life that we want? People feel pain and suffering and anger, resentment, fear. There is a lot of darkness in the world, and yes, it can be frightening, but all that we can do is be the light ourselves. We can shine it, and we can glow over others and kind of bring them out of that darkness. That's what we can do. We can't force them to be happy. We can't force them to enjoy things. We can just only give them the hope, the light, that it can be good. 
That's what we can do. Hey, you see uh, a couple of tears well up in his eyes a little bit. So he kind of knows the end is near. Um, he would ask for you. He'd like beckon you with his good hand. I'll come forward. Say, so he would reach into his robe. Um, when he opens the robe, you can see that there's probably about a dozen more vials. You know, you pour it into the water and it's like mass suggestion kind of thing. Okay. Um, he would whisper into your ear that the, uh, the safe word, so to speak, is Thebris. You know, his patron god and stuff. Yeah. Not Spumoni? Not Spumoni, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he would just kind of look at you and tell you, like, you know, after today, all of their suffering will be on your hands. They won't suffer. There's there's nothing that they're going to suffer from except for a life that they can live on their own. He just kind of shakes his head. He says, foolish boy, you will learn in time. He uh, dies from loss of blood. Um, on top of the potatoes? On top, on top of the potatoes. <laughs> what the fuck? The forbidden ketchup. <laughs> oh. Well, well, Magna has a thing for potatoes. I don't well, want that. I don't want them. Um, I'll just you know, kind of deeply sigh and just like lay him to rest a little bit. Kind of fix his symbol of Thebris. Totally. Put a uh, couple potato coins on his eyes for the, for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those are chips, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what could have possibly corrupted you so much? And I'll just turn and look to the to the group and and you're right, big boots. Well, the safe word is Thebris. If you wanna yeah. go ahead and uh, ma- wiping tears from his eyes because yeah. your 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 speech got to him a little bit, and he's yeah. like, okay, I was close. Spamoni was almost there. Magna, <laughs> let's go. Let's go free these uh these halflings. And Theron's gonna start walking out. You know. Saying Thebris to all of them, and because you know his spell's gonna wear off any second now, and you know start freeing them. Thebris, 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 you, Thebris, <laughs> Thebris, bless you. It's like the Oprah. You get Thebris. If you, you get, get a Thebris, <laughs> everybody Thebris. Look under your chair, and there's like a Thebris down there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as soon as you say Thebris to these halflings, it's like they they get like a tick for a minute, and then they just kind of pop back into being their normal selves. To everyone but the bartender, <laughs> totally free drinks <laughs> <laughs> for at least the rest of the day. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, till the spell wears off, you know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they kind of get back to normal and start milling about, they all just kind of meander on out. They have no way, they have no recollection of what's happened the last year. The bartender's assistant, um, she's going to go up and count the money in the cash register, and you see her jaw just drop as she goes back to check the uh, stock that they have. And it becomes pretty clear, you know, the bartender's like, everybody have a drink. Here you go. Here you go. Well, yo, Merry Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's become really clear that the bar is going to have to close down here because they have given away so much free product. You would also see the uh, the shopkeep as he also goes through his registry, giving away swords, giving away equipment, rations, and he is just like on the verge of tears as he realizes his business is like royally effed. Can we check? Can I check Elder Shortfoot's uh, body to see if he has any money on him, uh, or even his quarters? Yeah. Yeah, on him he would have five gold pieces. If you ask around where his quarters are at... Yeah, let's do that. You know, the, the bartender would be like, Oh yes, the friendly old man. He is just, uh... Well, he lives right up there. Here's his key, friend. 
Thank you. Take the take the key and go right up there. Totally. Hey, what's up, everyone? Logan here, just popping on in, saying, "What up? How are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope your week's going great. Happy Wednesday, new episode day. Fuck yeah! Just you know, stopping in like I usually do when I occasionally." interrupt the episode and tell you about some stuff wanted to say a thanks to uh people who helped us out with the podcast uh the intro and outro music was by the band throne of iron and their album is out the album is called adventure one you can check it out on their band camp at throne of iron and also just check out their facebook at throne of iron and all the graphic work was done by our friend skylar laud you can find her at laud illustrations on facebook or miss lady sky on deviant art and I'm going to go ahead and let you get back to the episode here. But before I do, I'm going to play a couple promos for Ben's blog and my other podcast, Sleep with the Light On. Uh, oh, also wanted to tell you about our social medias. I should probably fucking do that, right? Maybe? Yeah? Whatevs. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Roll for Damage Pod. And we are also now on Instagram. I'm putting clips up there from the episodes and stuff and you know, posting pictures of our dice because people wanted to see our dice. So, fuck yeah. Uh, that is also at Roll for Damage Pod. But, until next time, have a good one, and uh, leave us a comment or, or something about the episode that you liked or whatever. Do whatever you want. You're a free person. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Alright, I'll get you back to the episode after the promos. Bye. Hey there, folks. This is Ben, the DM of this campaign. I'm an 8th grade history teacher, but by night, I love to write about quote-unquote nerd culture. If you like what you hear tonight and enjoy reading stories about education, life, and RPG book reviews, check out my blog at beardythedungeonmaster.wordpress.com. Be sure to check out the next blog post where I share some dad jokes that are sure to slap and make your next social interaction a groaner. That's beardythedungeonmaster.wordpress.com. I'm Logan. I'm Ellie. And I'm Andrew. And this is Sleep with the Light On, a horror podcast where two horror experts, me, and me, teach a horror novice who's scared of everything, me, the fun and dark side of the genre. We've covered such horror movies as The Howling, Pet Cemetery, and It, and a lot more. If you think you'd be into that, check us out wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's Sleep with the Light On. Bye. So you would, you guys would be able to head up there. Um, the whole town kind of goes back to normal, I guess, with some people freaking out a little bit um, for various reasons. It's like having a whole year of your life erased, and they have no idea what's happened in the last few in the last year. And you're bankrupt. <laughs> and you're bankrupt. Yeah, you like wake up tomorrow and have no money, and they're just like ah, you know. Um, so as you go up to his quarters, he keeps a journal under his diary, um, a journal under his pillow, a diary under his pillow, if you will. And you open it up, and as you kind of peruse through it, you can see that he found out he had an illegitimate son back from his youth. He was sowing his seed throughout the countryside and uh, wanted to have a connection with his son, and the kid didn't want anything to do with him. And so that pain that he felt bled over into his work. He just wanted to try and find a way to make people happy so they would never have to feel the deep pain, the disappointment that he felt.
So he started experimenting in the uh, the sanctuary, in the order, and they kicked him out for it. So he took his philosophy and his kind of bleak outlook elsewhere. Does he have money laying around anywhere? He has approximately 120 gold pieces in a stash under his bed. Okay, I want to take the 125 gold pieces and give it to the, uh, like... The town. Probably like 80 of it to the... The general store, and then like the other 45 plus 20 of my own to the bartender's assistant, and Thebris the bartender. In the, the satchel of gold, you would also find a, a rolled up piece of paper of his illegitimate son that he had an artist do, presumably back in the day, and uh, it looks just like him, but a younger version. I'll give that to, to Callie. You, oh. you can probably put this up more use than me. Don't know why, but... Sounds better than me holding on to it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll roll an insight check on that. Sure. That's a natural 20. Damn. Um, do I have any recognize? Do I recognize this at all? With a 20, yes. That would be one of the janitors there at the at the order, at the sanctuary, rather. Okay. All right. Um, well. Back in, back in the home village then? or Yep. Okay. Yep. So eventually, the uh, they would snap the bartender out of the out of his funk as well, and um, he would offer you guys all free drinks. Theron, Magna, he'd lead, kind of like grab you guys by the hand and lead you down to say thank you. Especially as you start to divvy up the hundred and twenty-five gold, that'll make up some of their losses, but that gives Kalanon and Big Boots a moment alone there in the room. So Big Boots is gonna kind of like awkwardly like you know grab his head and like back of his head, scratch his hair, and be like, hey. Hey, Callie, you, uh, you got a minute to talk, bud? Yeah, sure. What, what's up? So, it's been kind of a rough night for you. Sorry about that. Maybe not the best time to bring this up, but I need some guidance from a man of God. All right. Well, um, I can cast the spell the last short amount of time. It'll give you some, some better... Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh. Um. So, I, I had a dream the other day. Um... Or last night after we, uh, after the situation at, at Branded Alder, um, my god was happy about what happened. Um, and I woke up with this magical kazoo. It's pretty dope. I'd show it to you, but like, it's so dope, it might blow your fucking mind. But is it worth the, the lives that were lost there? Our mission is to save the world, but if I destroy a whole city to save the world, is it worth it? Is it worth pleasing the god to do this? That's an that's interesting moral quandary that a, a lot of us have to do. Well, we can take uh, Okras as an example. So, he wanted to make everybody happy, but the way he did it, it it's it's not a more of a, a legitimate way. It's, it's kind of like a false happiness. It's a forced happiness. Um, so, in his mind, that was the right thing to do. But for us... The way that we see it, it was the wrong way of doing it. So obviously that led to that altercation and and that. But a whole city, that's a lot of people. So it's yeah, a, I, it's a lot more than what this village holds. I have this weird feeling in my stomach I've never felt before. It feels like someone punched me in the stomach. Do you know what that is? I I know I do know what a punch to the stomach is. It's like that, but anytime I think about it, it feels like that in my tummy. Okay. So, I f if I'm surmising this correctly, um, 
your hmm yes okay so i think you're getting a little bit more of a of a conscious about this what's that a, a conscious oh, yeah oh lord i'm very I'm, I'm very awake right now fever's healthy um so you have a a, a moral apprehension of your actions so instead of just doing things just because they're fun or for for a carry-all uh you actually are thinking about the actions that you have on other people. I've never thought that before. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> it's, uh, um, it's a thing that most of us have to deal with, ex- except for, I think, you and Theron. Theron, is, I, especially, I think. But it might be necessary in the long run, and it, it's unfortunate as it is, but what you can do moving forward is carry that with you for the rest of this journey. Kind of think about things as you go throughout, um, like what you want to do um, to make things better, to make things right for those people that lost their lives, as unfortunate as it is. Um, just make sure that it's it's not in vain. Like everything that happened, happened for a reason. Don't let that hold you back from doing things. Okay? okay. It's more of a calculated effort. Okay. So think about other people more often. And I think the word is good. Do do good. Yeah, that would be uh, a way of thinking doing good for others. Wow. Yeah, not just not just yourself, but for others. Okay. I still feel bad about the 9,000 people though. That, and that's that's understandable. And if you didn't feel bad about that, I would have great concerns moving forward in a in a group with you. But that's that was the will of your your God, by the sounds of it. I I wonder what Ocrest was thinking, because um, to his very end he was praying to Thebris, which is my God, the God of Light. And I don't know if he knew what Thebris wants to do. And I guess I have some concerns myself if Thebris has uh, greater plans too. Hmm. Well, thank you for the talk, Callie. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And kind of barging into the emotional moment um, is the barkeep. And he's like, all right, well, you lugs, you saved us. You get your free beer, but only one. You know what, Mr. Barkeep? Here, I give him three silver. He's like, uh, what, is this for me? Yeah, consider it a tip. Thank you. And he uh, pockets it and he sticks out his little halfling hand at you. I offer a fist bump. He uh, adapts. Fist bump. <laughs> um, he would lead you guys down and say, well, we have some rebuilding to do. Uh, Got to call some kind of, uh, I don't know, investor, some banking person. Do you know any banking people? People good with money? No, I grew up in the woods. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... We're, we're adventurers. We're, our notion of uh, economy is completely warped. Oh. I know a lot of times if I talk, people give me money sometimes. Really? Yeah. You want a job? No. Oh. I have to save the world. Oh, right. Save the world. And he looks over at Kalanon and winks. He's like, of course you do, little, little there, there fella. <laughs> um, I guess regionally, is does this fall under the Empire's rule? Nope, this is outside of the Empire. Outside of the Empire, okay. On the outer rim. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Party and then go to bed? Yeah. Yeah, they got spare rooms and stuff. They'll clean one up for you. Easy. Um... 
in the course of the that night though mm-hmm. um after the altercation i would like to go out to like the wooded area mm-hmm. um and bury Ocrest. totally i um, will help him bury well carry at least yeah okay. i might carry his foot like just probably it's a short tiny little foot, foot. I'm, I'm helping short foot <laughs> short foot yeah but yeah. Um and yeah and with his symbol like on his chest like like it's like it, like I would say a typical like burial with the holy symbol on top of him definitely um as you put the last scoop of dirt over his grave mm-hmm. you would see a flower grow out above where the holy symbol was kind of just ma- like magically appear out of the dirt okay awesome <sighs> well Thepus does shine over him still. Yeah, and it definitely, of course, would be in a, while it's in the woods, like an open area where the sun would, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm envisioning this correctly. Okay, yeah. So you'd be able to, you know, pay respects to him and stuff. Yeah. His former life well lived uh, before his conundrum. And uh, as you would go back and kind of rest your head for the night, you would be uh, visited Kalanon. So you close your eyes. And it seems like you you close them and then open them, and you are at the base of a large hill. Mm-hmm. At the top, it's uh, like spring out. You know, there's dandelions and flowers everywhere. Yeah. Um, at the top, you'd hear children laughing and like dogs barking. And at the top of the hill is a huge tree. It's like just like the the branches make this huge canopy over the hill. Uh, the sun is bright and shining like an egg. You get this this inclination, this feeling inside to go to the summit of the hill. Of course, it's the highest point. It keeps me closest to the sun. Yeah, so so as you head up there, you're just taken aback by all the life, the foliage. Uh, there's a couple of woodland animals, like a fox and a squirrel, that run by kind of past you with no thought of attack or fear, just kind of running along happily in this nature scene. As you get to the top, you would see a blonde woman with long curly hair and a white dress. Uh, she's tall and slender, green eyes, fair complexion, Looks almost elven, like somewhere between elven and human. Okay. Uh, you could say half elven. Ooh. And uh, she is sitting down on a blanket made out of thatched reeds, and she is having a picnic there. And you see a couple of animals and small children huddled around her, kind of excitedly. She pulls food out of her basket, disper- you know, hands it out to everyone in attendance. And she would look over at you with her green eyes and say, uh, Welcome, Kalanon. We've been expecting you. Oh, for lunch? Well, yes, of course. What else? Oh, this is a wonderful day for a picnic. Uh, sure, I'm, I'm glad to join you. This is a wonderful day for a picnic. Wouldn't you agree? And she kind of looks around and all the, the kids and the animals kind of nod in agreement happily. They have a spot cleared off for you right there on the blanket. And she would pull out like a hearty meal, you know, like mm-hmm. some pretty good stuff. You know, there's like some meat. A bread wedge with some cheese, some butter, you know. Pulls out, like, a skin of wine. It's, like, really sweet, good wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, roll religion real quick. Oh, boy. Perfect time to fail this one. Uh, that is an eight. Eight? Yeah, I mean, it was DC five. Like, you'd easily recognize... You, your character would know the Pantheon. Okay. You know? You'd easily recognize her as Kaone. Oh, okay. the goddess of life. As you're eating... Um, this delicious food she would want to speak with you she says you know we we heard your prayer to thebris us you know all the gods in our pantheon we we've seen how you buried your old friend from the order 
uh, and we were impressed. I was impressed, I would say more so. Uh, your speech about life and hope, authentic experience, really resonated with me, so I wanted to take this time and speak with you. She says, Elder Oakcrest robbed those people of their autonomy, their lives. It was inauthentic experiences. Part of life is the peaks and the valleys. Yes, exactly. It says, the, the people of Blue Bank, you know, you, you may feel, I don't know, conflicted, you know, taking their, their happiness. They're now going to feel the whole range of emotion. Hope, anger, depression, joy, sadness, loss. But take comfort in the fact, knowing that it is real. And you've restored their lives to them, as they should be, as it as it as we see fit. Now I cannot choose you as my chosen disciple. Unfortunately, I would be honored to have you in my service. But Thebris calls you. I can do something else, however. And she um, reaches out and uh, kind of touches you, like mm. on the collarbone where your symbol of Thebris is. Yeah. You know, kind of hanging. She touches it and it seems to glow for a minute. Okay. This kind of green energy and then kind of recede back in. Out of game. All right. Um, she has enchanted your symbol of Thebris. Okay. With a minor magical enchantment. All right. So when you have to make death saving throws, the first one will automatically be a success. All right. You know, gift of life kind of thing. So I have a symbol of Thebris. Yes. Would that cause, like, on the backside of that, maybe, like, the etching of a tree on there? Which is her symbol, or? Um, I was thinking more of, like, an aura. Oh, just it's an aura? Little, okay. Like, okay. green kind of thing. Got it. Because, yeah, she's not taking Thebris's place. She's, oh, she's just, just kind just, of okay. bestowing you her kind of, like, lesser blessing. All right. Yeah, because Thebris already has a claim on you, but she's impressed by your actions as well. And she would ask you more about your companions and stuff oh, as yeah. you continue to enjoy dinner. Um, or lunch, rather. So, actually, um, I do have a, a question. Yes. I, uh, one of my companions was dealing with um, the ramifications of a massive loss of life. Oh, how dreadful. Yes, and I and I spoke to him about it, and I, I just I just want him to be, I guess, okay about things, because I told him it was an it was a it was unfortunate, but to move forward with the the will of those lives, moving forward on our journey, and I I I just hope that I was I got through to him. He says, well, that is one thing uh, a lot of people have misconceptions about in my experience. Life is more of a marathon than a sprint. Right now, he's going to feel the weight of his actions. But if you're there for him and you support him in his uh, transition, your conscience, if you will, then he will be all the better for it. Oh, I'll be there by his side. Don't worry about that. She smiles at you. She's got, like, perfectly pearly white teeth. Once everyone is kind of done eating, she would pack up and uh, bid you adieu. She would bow very deeply. Um, Once again, express her gratitude and just her... um, Kind of impressiveness. Thank you very much, Keone. Just the pleasure is mine. We'll see you again soon, Kalanon. And uh, at that point, you would blink and then kind of wake up in the bed there. All right. Uh, holy symbol kind of glowing this almost like radioactive green aura. Okay. Interesting. All right. So um, as the party wakes up, Big Boots, you've had a lot of time to think about Kalanon's words. About a conscience, doing good for others. And this will actually shift your alignment a smidge. What was your previous alignment? Chaotic neutral. Yeah, so we'll just uh, we'll bump that up to chaotic good. Okay. It's so fitting with Big your Boots character. develops a conscience. Heck yeah, your own Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Is there anything else you guys would want to do here in town? The water in the well 
currently is uh, purified. It's been 24 hours, you would guess, since he dumped in the uh, potion of mass suggestion. So it's currently safe to drink. Yeah, it cycled itself out. Yeah. Um, I think Theron set them up for a little bit of a stability. Yeah, and they're they're very grateful for that. In fact, high or low? Low. Okay, solid. We'll say that there's a, a, a lumberjack in town. He's got like a half axe, you know, but like to him, it's like a, like a great axe, you know, or <laughs> hand axe. It's like a hand axe, but for him, it's like a great axe. And uh, so he would be willing to, if someone would take a sketch of you, he'd be willing to make a uh, an axe kind of carving out of a tree in your likeness. For helping save them when they're down. Yeah, financial for, for, for sure. And while he, while he's doing that, blue bank. So the cape is billowing in the wind. Very <laughs> epic. Do you know how hard it is to create a cloak billowing in a I wood? I believe part? in him. <laughs> that is so much wood that you would have to to. Okay, no, that's fine. That's fine. You're getting your money's worth out of that that cloak. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I gave it. to Oh you. yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, so they were able to get a sketch down. One of the halflings is an artist, um, and, uh, call him Blue Banksy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they get the sketch and then he's able to, um, start carving the wood from this great tree in your likeness. Awesome sauce. Magna, anything you want to do before I'm leaving town loved. here? Or anything that you're curious about? Nothing, nothing right now. Um, Magna's kind of just chilling. All right. Eventually, Claudia would come up to you, and she would express her thanks to the party. Um, she'd be like, well, those little scamps, they're just running off again. Can you believe the kids? Ugh. They're like little marshmallows, but filled with malignant terror. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> like, well, I tell you what. Are you hungry there? What was your name again? Magma? Nagmar? Magna. Magna. What kind of name is that? Ugh. Come over here. She goes and leads you to a park bench, and you see like some kids playing and stuff. And she would ask you and say, uh, you know, as a parent, one of my biggest fears is that these little runts are gonna turn out to be bad people. How how do I Do you have any kids? No. No, I do not. Ugh, well. Thank count your blessings. And one of them run up and she kind of playfully tussles with his hair and he's you know, gives her like a big sloppy kiss on the cheek and then runs off to play with his little friends, little quarterlings. She just kind of sits there with you in peace, watching these kids play. Magda kind of feels a little awkward about this, but he's like, whatever. <laughs> I guess I'll just I guess I'll just sit here, watch those kids, I guess. Totally. You're a human, right? Yes. And say if if you like at some point when you would stand up to go, they would all crowd around you and start like playing and stuff. Like that thing where toddlers like hold on to your knees and step on your feet and then you're carrying them around so you're like a human jungle gym. Oh yeah. And it's like five or six of these little munchkins that are just thrilled to have you there. Like, look at the big man, mommy. Okay, I'm going to go now. I'm, he's kind of kind of like going to shake his leg a little bit to kind of get him off. Uh, roll, roll athletics. Well, I don't want to yeet them. <laughs> no, they, they just have a very strong, they have a strong grip, these little munchkins. Uh, you said athletics? Yep. Eight plus four, 12. They also got a 12. Believe it or not. So, yeah, as you're trying to, like, shake him off and stuff, eventually Claudia's like, Nah, you little scamps, you just get off his leg there right now. The good man's trying to leave. Can't you see it? And the little kids are like, But, Mom! Like, well, jeez, you little, you little munchkins, you little 
stinkers. Ugh, sorry about that. And she kind of helps, like, pull the kids off of you one at a time. And uh, It's all good. Um, I'm going to go meet up with my party. It's great, great meeting you, and good to see that everyone's doing well. Yeah, well, well as, an un- well as, you know, it's as good as you could expect. But uh, tell the nice man thank you, and all the kids in unison say, Thanks, Mr. Nagmar. <laughs> no problem. And Magna's going to head back to the party. All right. Well, guys, shall we leave? Blue Bank. Kate Billis. <laughs> um, Big Boots wants to kind of sneak off to the general store real quick. Totally. Yeah, um, the, uh, the shopkeep is there. Just kind of like got both of his hands in his head, breathing real heavy. And when the door jingles, he would look up and you could see he's probably been up like all night stressing about the books. Hey, bud. How, how you doing? Rough, rough couple of couple of weeks, huh? Well, rough year, I guess. Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. Um, I had nothing to do with it. I promise you. Some could say I saved your town, but you know, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, hey, um, I'm looking for like a gift. For a friend, a gift? Yeah, you what got anything that could be a good gift for a friend? You're talking like a like a lady friend? A, no, a like family a family member? Like a, like a dude bro? A dude bro? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Well, do you have anything in mind? Uh, he loves he loves his god. Right. Uh, you got anything a what, god lover would like? A god lover? Um. Well, I guess it depends on the god. I have a scythe. Uh, he, the- he doesn't worship the god of death, does he? No, it's oh. a th- <laughs> Themis. Thebris. Yeah, that one. He worships Thebris? Yeah. Well, I uh, I have just the thing. And he goes into the back, and you hear like some rubbing and stuff, and he comes up to the, the cash register, and he, pulled, he hands you a rock. Oh, okay. A rock? Yes. What's it do? Well, say the... The god's name? Thebris. And it shines uh, 30 feet of bright light, um, and then beyond that, another 30 feet of dim light. Okay. It's a, a, a rock of lighting. Oh. See, you can throw it. If you're in a dark alleyway, you throw it, say Thebris, and it lights up your path. Oh, okay. All right. They like those, right? Rocks are very popular with the worshippers of Thebris, or so I'm told. As far as I can tell, yeah. All right, well, thank you. How much is this? Oh, and he uh, goes into his, like, ledger, skims down and stuff, and he's like, well, I, uh, 30 gold pieces. I think that's fair. I turned over a new leaf. You know what? I'm not going to haggle with you. 30 it is. I I give him the 30 pieces. Oh, thank you. Do you have any sardines, by chance? Sardines, yes. We have a fine selection of sardines. Can I get a a can of sardines? Of course. (laughs) Um... How much for that? Uh, five coppers. All right, I give him, I give him the five coppers. I take the can of sardines. Totally. Um, yeah, piece of paper. I need two pieces of paper. Two, two pieces of paper. Would you Would you prefer to make a list? It's like running all around the store looking for these odd <laughs> items. <laughs> no, I just just needed to write a note. Two oh. pieces of paper. Oh, of course. Uh, two pieces of paper, and he grabs like a notebook and tears the paper out and just like hands it to you. All right, I'm gonna write two separate notes. And then I'm going to find Caledon, uh, and I'm going to find uh, Magna. Totally. Um, yeah, Magna would be just leaving the uh, the group of children. Caledon, uh, um, what, what would Caledon have been doing this morning? Probably just setting the affairs for Ocrest's place. Okay. Because totally. I mean, he's, he's not coming back. Right. He, he shouldn't, hopefully. 
Totally. So you'd see him there with like a stack of papers. All right. Um, I'm going to try to slide a hand, the rock gift with the note into uh, Kalanon's satchel. And I'm going to do the same thing with the sardines to Magna. Excellent. Out of game. Does Magna like sardines? I have no is, idea. Is that like a thing? N- I no. missed that. Yeah. I mean, he's never had it, but I can imagine what it's what it's going to be like when he tries it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Magna with the sardines, uh, it's 12. Okay. So and Magna, then... roll perception. Trying to beat a 12. No, that's a 7. All right. Yeah. So you have that's no idea. He slips it in there. And then for Callan, oh, damn. Uh, 18. All right. Opposed perception. 17. All right. So uh, as you're like going through his papers, trying to settle his affairs um, with the order and whatnot, you feel like a breeze on the back of your neck. But when you look around, there's no one there. Hmm. Any, indi- any, do you have like, like, what do the notes say? If, or if, they, gonna, if they discover if it, they, okay. I'll read it. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, uh, as you guys go to set out, the uh, townsfolk a little less happily than when you came in, wave goodbye. And thank you for setting things right here. Um, they're going to give you guys some ponies that you can use to make it a little faster west along your way to, to Theron's God Quest. Do they have dun, tattoos dun, dun, on dun. their butt? Say again? Do they have little tattoo symbols on their butt? The horses? Yeah. The, the, ponies. the ponies. The ponies. Oh, we got ponies. Yes. <laughs> okay. Little brands. <laughs> little brands. It's a My Little Pony reference. Oh. <laughs> um, so you guys <laughs> ride off into the sun. I don't know I anything thought I was about being my funny, little pony. We're going to ride off on our little ponies. I don't know anything about my little pony. That's fine. Yeah, Joey's a, a former brony <laughs> in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> and we were making our way to, to Theron's God Quest? Yep. Indeed. What town is that called again? Uh, Hare Henny Keep. Hare Henny Keep. Harry Keep. Harry Keeper. Yes, you guys ride off into the sunrise, off in your next quest. 